Hey guys, welcome back to a, another uh, edition of get this right here okay but yeah welcome guys to another edition of uh, what, what did they call it oh yeah how it should have went now the last on the last one I talked about how you know you know, um, I talked about a scene from the Rescue Rangers episode, Does Probably Ring a Bell, and how I would have went with the scene of Dale proposing a picnic, going on a picnic with Gadget, how I would have written it, and basically if I was the, in the character's and from the character perspective, how I would have approached it, approached it. In other words, if I was in Dale's shoes, how I would have kind of came up with a better solution to ask this girl that I like, to go on a picnic and then you know before she would assume oh it's for everybody just kind of explain hey I just want it between you and me and go from there so anyway let's take a look um, at another one and that is of course Minerva Meek uh, Minerva Meek is an interesting character very controversial in her own right because when she first originally was created, she was originally dubbed Marilyn Mink after Marilyn Monroe. But they decided to go with the name Minerva. And her production history as well, as far as her only two animated shorts, is very intriguing. When she first debuted on Animaniacs, of course it was in a cameo appearance, a co-starring minor role cameo appearance in Hercular... Hercule, easy for me to say, in the Hercule Yakko short, which was basically uh, a parody of Sherlock Holmes. Hercule Yakko. And then, next thing we saw, she was in her own animated shorts. She appeared uh, in Wacko's Wish. She appeared um, as a femme fatale. Uh, antagonist or anti-protagonist, whatever you want to call it, in another Animaniac short with the Warners and even the guard Ralphus. So, she's had plenty of appearances in the show. She was one of the singers in the parody of Macarena, which was called Macadamia Nut, along with Dot and Holo Nurse. She was part of the softball team or baseball team. In the Animaniacs parody of Casey at the Bat, where she and Hello Nurse distracted two of the opposing team's outfielders. Uh, so she's had her, had her roles. And she's been even more so in starring roles when it came to the Animaniacs comics. As a matter of fact, I think there's like a peripheral of covers of Animaniacs comics that have her on there. Either it's just her uh, with Newt her with any one of the characters, her in her parody version of Xena, Warrior Princess, her in her parody version of, Be of Belle and Beauty and the Beast, you name it. She's been on a peripheral of, of the Animaniacs comic book covers. But the animation is where she really shined, is where her legacy still kind of shines to this day and people still enjoy her. 
As a matter of fact, she has such a legacy that one person called Rabbit in the Room has a cosplay costume of her. You know, head, everything. You know, head, you know, she has a head with the hair, hair, full head. You know, basically it's a full cosplay. She has a, where she completely just dresses up like Minerva and just, you know, does live streams, live webcams, whatever, of just doing things as Minerva. She even goes out in public along with a friend dressed as Bridget Mouse uh, from uh, American Tale. And, um, I guess, uh, there's meet and greets at the local comic shops, stuff like that, goes to conventions, you name it. Um, anyway. Anyway, yeah, she's had that a lasting impression. She's even had her own Facebook page in which one time the person portraying Minerva behind the Facebook page named me as a fan of the week. So, and even communicated with me as well. So that was kind of neat. But when you look at her animation history, like I said, she's had a unique one because of the fact that her two animated shorts aired opposite of when they were supposed to. Uh, Meet Minerva, which is her first animated short, aired secondly, was the second short actually to air on television, while her second animated short, production-wise, aired first. Yeah, the production, basically Moon Over Minerva, which aired first on Animaniacs, was the second animated short uh, produced and was supposed to originally air secondly, well, Meet Minerva was supposed to be the introduction. And both are really good, really funny shorts. Um, definitely have a lot of windows in there, if you know what I mean. A lot of sexual windows references at times. Um, and so if you're an adult, you kind of get the idea of what they're indicating, if you will. Which I guess would explain why her popularity was more appealing to the adult fan base. And with that being the case, because of her, because of who she was, or basically because of the way she was designed, portrayed, and all that, they had to tone down her sexuality. In other words, her design had to be edited after the original initial showings so that there wouldn't be any real, you know, sexual, you know, sexual tension or preference or you get the idea it's just she's one of those fig one of those characters that's popular but she's popular because of the controversy that follows her behind the scenes but when you take a look at Minerva like I said her two shorts Moon Over Minerva and Meet Minerva were two of the funniest shorts that I've seen out of Animaniacs what was unique about them is anytime the males anytime a number of males would see her walk by they would instantly go into what's known as the Tex Avery, Tex Avery wild take uh, moments you know they would just basically go crazy like I said they would do these wild Tex Avery wild take they, they would do these wild Tex Avery like takes and moments you know eyes would bulge they'd become rockets you know they would I, they would do all kinds of things and basically the two males opposite of Minerva in her short would do somewhat similar so so you might say now you might say well 
you know, you might now you might say, well, that's cool and everything, but what makes it more what makes it so funny besides that? What makes it funny is Minerva would end up having a taste of her own medicine given to her during these shorts, whether it was right in the middle or at the end. She would get a taste of her own medicine, and people got a kick out of it because sometimes she would do similar situations that's not the same, or she'd go completely different. And that's what made it intriguing. She would always have similar reactions, if not the same reactions. And that's my dog right there. She's okay. Let me check. She's just my dog. She's sleeping in her caddy, getting a little privacy. It's going to be warm today. She wants to cool down. When it's hot like on days it's going to be today, you like to rest more with a human or animal. But anyway, getting back on topic here, uh, Minerva would always have similar, if not the same kind of reactions as the males did. And sometimes she would diff and sometimes it would be different. Up. We would change up a little bit to where you would have different reactions mixed in with those same reactions. A good example, and I've even pointed this out because I've been a fan of this gag, and TV Tropes has it known as the Lustful Melt. Um, basically, in Meet Minerva, um, when she finally gets a taste of her own medicine towards the end of the short, when she meets her best friend's cousin, she initially has the same, she initially goes into wild take reactions, you know, tongue rolling straight down out of her mouth into, into a, almost a rope-like scenario, where she has to use her tail to retract it back into her mouth. Uh, she screeches like a monkey. She has electricity come out of her f hair and tail. She has her hair curl up like a um, what, what is it, the, um, like a fuse on a, on a firecracker, blow her up, she ends up in the same suit that Newt did earlier, saying the same line, but then here's what's different. She spins around, she kind of spins out of that, runs towards the Mayo Mink, towards her best friend's cousin, you know, literally runs, to runs into his arms, and then leans back, sighs, and this is where I talk about the difference, like you got the same situations, but here's the difference. She leans back, sighs, and literally melts in his arms. I'm not kidding. She literally melts in his arms by leaning back, sighing, and literally melts in his arms. But she doesn't just go straight through the arms. No, she splits in half. Like one half goes this way, the other half goes that way. And then all you see is like, like the yellow outline of her hair and her tail kind of like you know, on the out, kind of like outlining the whole white, whiteness of her puddle. And all you see is like her eyes closed and everything for a brief moment, for about a few seconds. And then she reforms into a boat horn, horn and then changes back to herself, but then extends multiple copies of her head to look around at her friend's cousin and starts bouncing around and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's basically... 
basically Minerva's reaction in the first one. In the second one, it's kind of different because it's back and forth. Uh, basically, uh, we get introduced to a character that's become very iconic called Wilford. And he's sort of a nerd, nerdish and all that. But his secret, but he has a secret. The secret is he's a werewolf. So anytime there's a full moon, he goes from being like a Revenge of the Nerd-like character to being freaking Fabio. And just like the male characters had wild take reactions to Minerva, the females have one as well. In fact, the, in fact, the male rabbit who turned himself into blinds and does a rocket and blasted off when he saw Minerva, the female turns. The female has a reaction where she turns her ears into a helicopter into propellers, drills herself into the ground, and all the way to China. You know, in fact, they even have a bird couple where the male bird pulls his tongue out like this, like a jackpot, like he hit the jackpot and everything when he sees Minerva. But when the female bird sees Wilford's Fabio werewolf uh, alter ego, she just stands up straight, head pops off of her like on a, on a spring, and her eyes just bulge out and all that. It'll just come off her head and stuff like that. So you say, well, what about Minerva? What would her reaction be? Where basically when she first sees Wilfred and his Fabio-like uh, alter ego, she just goes like this and her eyes just come out of her head, scoping out the entire body. She does the, she does the hum and hub deal. She bounces, she jumps around, then has to slap herself, uh, slap sense into herself. And um, yeah, it's just back, back and forth. It's like she'll leave. She goes, so basically, long story short, she goes and leaves gets her dress on, but when she comes back, Wilford's back in his nerd form. So when she's looking for the Fabio version of him, that's when he changes back. And then this is where we get the other lustful melt gag from her. You see, earlier in the episode, or earlier in the short, Wilford does it, but when he does it, he's still able to speak. When Minerva does it, she says her line, stands up straight, and then literally melts into a creamy, uh, to literally melts into a creamy multicolored puddle, with just her eyes closed, smiling, just with her eyes closed, nose and everything, just a smile on there, and that's it. And you would think, okay, does she reform? No, she doesn't. It takes Wilford, in his werewolf form, to pick her up like a red, like a freaking wet towel or rag, wring her out as such, just to, you know, restore her. He literally picks her up like this. She's dripping and everything because she's completely melted, and he has to basically wring her out like a wet towel just to restore her. Now, you might say, okay, Brian, you're about 15 minutes in. How would you would have done it? Well, here's how I would have done it both ways. With the Minerva, with Meet Minerva, I probably would have kept it the same. I probably would have kept it the same with an exception. I noticed that when Minerva melts in half, basically melts through the guy's arms, literally part of her goes over his foot. Here's what I would have done. I would have had Minerva reform, but I would have had it pull someone, somewhat like a, a T-1000-like kind of deal. I would have had her basically reform all over the wolf and have her head just stick out like this or have multiple heads come out like she did afterwards, you know, after she turned into a boat, boat horn and then back to herself. 
Instead, I would have had her reform, kind of gooey up, uh, kind of reform all over the guy to where you have multiple heads of her just sticking out. In other words, her, in other words, when she reforms, I would have had her not reform into a boat horn. I would have had her reform all over the guy. Basically crawl up the guy, if you will, you know, kind of crawl up the guy like a suit or a living symbiote or whatever, and then have all her heads just come out, all multiple heads come out, checking them out. And then kind of get back, to, and then, you know, change back to normal, and then go with the routine from there. As far as Moon Over Minerva goes, I would have done it the same way with her Lustful Milk Gag, but I would have done it a little different. I would have basically had her do that, and to change it up a little bit, not only have her melt, but then as Wilford's trying to grab her, have her start to seep into the ground. Oh, like, you know, you have her do the melt then, and when he's going to grab her, you have her melt down, and then all of a sudden, or you, not melt down, but you have her seep into the ground, and then all of a sudden you have this big old flower just pop up, and you have a flower with Minerva's head on it, and all that, or whatever. Or you have this big old rose petal kind of pop up out of the ground, open up, and then you have Minerva just slide out of there. Or something like that. I would have basically had her melt, seep into the ground after she melted. And then basically rise up like she's some kind of flower. Like, either have a big old flower with her head, her face on it. Her face on it. Or would have had a, or would have had this big old rose petal. Kind of like poison ivy, if you will. Kind of rise up and then open up. And then out steps Minerva. Kind of like all, like dizzy and everything. Just have her fall right into, uh... Fabio Wilford's arms or, or something. Or heck, even have Wilford change back to the nerd part of him and then have her fall into his arms like that and then kind of be surprised a little bit. But I probably would have kept it the nerd-wise so that you could go from there. But I would have changed it up basically to where she seeps into the ground and then comes back up in a... kind of, you know, rises from there like a, a, a flower. Like her face is on a, on a flower petal and all that. Or I would have had her uh, rise, or I would have had a big old rose petal just rise up and just open up and have her just <laughs> fall right into the Fabio Wilford's uh, arms. I would have done it like that. I even would have probably taken another step further by having her, when she melts, start to evaporate a little bit. Like when Wilford goes to pick her up, you know, you know, you see steam coming up and she just starts to evaporate a little bit. And then have her become this big old cloud and just rains down and all that, so... I would basically what I would have done is I would have added to her melting in Moon Over Minerva, to the point that she either seeps into the ground and rises up either as a flower with a face on it, or rises up, rises or you have a rose petal kind of an enclosed rose petal rise up and then you have it open up and out comes Minerva falling into his arms, or you even if even or even so have her evaporate a little bit into a cloud and then rain down back to normal. Um, you know, right next to him or right in his arms. I would have done it either one of those three ways, but I think the two ways that I mentioned at first would have been probably the more funnier ones. Probably the second one at most, because at least, you know, she's restored after she comes out of the flower and she's falling right into the guy's arms, so. Um, but yeah, that's basically, um, let me check the, that's basically how I felt it should have went and how I probably would have done it. So, uh, but that's really all I'm going to say on it, though, folks. Let me know what you guys think. 
and hopefully you've enjoyed this series so far. Uh, up next will probably be either Sonic or MLP. I'll have to figure that out. Uh, but thank you all for watching, guys. But again, this is how I, again, this series is basically how I would have done things. Maybe added to it, changed it up. So let me know. So yeah, let me know what you guys think down below. Comment if you like, and I will talk to y'all later.